Hello and welcome back to the What Even Is Fashion Technology podcast. This week we spoke to Rhythm, the founder of the Wear app. The Wear app is a technology-first solution revolutionising the way that we consume fashion in making same-day delivery accessible for brands and shoppers. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. I'm doing great. Thanks, Grace. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, really exciting to have you on. You're speaking to you all the way from New York. So that's really cool. Yeah. All How the, is it over there? It is, it is great. Um, I don't know if I can consider this a heat wave, but it's certainly really hot outside. Um, so I'm tucked away in my apartment uh, with the AC cranked up. Uh, but yeah, everything's good. I can't complain. Oh, really? Does it get really warm in New York? So New York, it, if it's if it's hot, it gets really hot in New York just because it's so condensed. Like there's so many people walking around, so many things going on. For some whatever reason, the temperature compared to New York and New Jersey, even if it's the same, New York is always like cranked yeah. up at least like 10 to 15% more, in, in my opinion. Always going extra. Always going extra, <laughs> yeah. This is a New York way. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Okay, so why don't you explain who you are and what you do? Yeah, cool. So my name is Rhythm Singh, uh, and I'm an avid shopper. That basically sounded like I was at a Shopaholics anonymous meeting, so I'll try that again. (laughs) Um, My name is Rhythm Singh, uh, and I'm trying to change the way brands and shoppers interact through my company wear. Oh, wow. So before we get into your brand, why don't you talk about your journey with fashion? Obviously, you're into clothes. If you're a shopping addict, I'm the exact same, yeah. so, or was the exact same. So um, why don't you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So I think fashion's always been like the talk of uh, dinner table conversations ever since I've been growing up with my family here in Jersey. Uh, my mom is a designer for bridal wear uh, for Indian uh, Indian bridals. And then my dad is like a merchant for private labels here in New York. He originally started out in India. Um, and pretty much all my extended family as well is is some sort of capacity has been involved in like the manufacturing of fashion or designing or, or, or some piece of it. So, you know, growing up, it would always be the chat uh, at dinner tables, at like parties, at events. My cousins were super into it. So fashion has always been sort of around me. And um, I, I like to consider my parents like super stylish. So it kind of rubbed off on me as well, where, you know, always putting myself together. I think fashion plays a big part in confidence. And it certainly helped me. I was I was a very quiet kid in, in high school growing up. Uh, and it was, it was really college when I started being exposed to, you know, working with my dad, um, working a little bit with my mom, uh, and really having fashion really tie in that, that confidence piece. So putting together my own, um, you know, uh, one-off pieces, uh, you know, just because I had parents that worked in the industry that, that can help me manufacture like my designs or what I was thinking. So I, was, I wasn't a designer by any means. But it sort of led me to create my own um, fashion brand called Story Tailored. But long story short, that didn't really pan out so well. Um, and at that moment, I really realized how hard it has become to like build up a brand. And I think the, the the key lesson that I really learned there was that you know you can create you know products that that sell really well, that do really well for for your brand, and you know you can have that loyal base, loyal fan base. But it doesn't stop just there. I think it really does um, play into like the intangible value that you can offer your your shoppers, and I think that was the lesson that I was uh, that I learned there. And and it's sort of you know I think the trajectory of it all, like going to college for finance, absolutely hating it, um, having parents in fashion, kind of starting up my own fashion brand, and that not working out. A lot of valuable lessons along the way, 
uh, and it, and again, it brings me to where where like um, it it really ties in the fact where that intangible convenience factor is really what brands are now looking for, and that's what the ripple effect is happening in the industry. So uh, super excited to kind of get this company off the ground um, and and really just you know share a little bit more about it with you guys as well. Yeah, before we go into it more, I think it's just on the first point, like super refreshing that you have tried to start your own brand and it didn't go well, because I think a lot of people have the perception that not that starting your own brand is easy, but that because you only see the successful ones, it does seem that every you think that anyone who's wanted to start a fashion brand that they've done it and it's gone really well. So and it just shows even with you, with all your tools that you already had. So your parents working in the industry and having that manufacturing it that's a massive part of it and it still didn't go according to how you wanted it to so I think that's really good to to know with that as well um and also it's it's good that you still realize that you can be into the industry without necessarily creating more I think that's a good mindset to have because obviously there are millions of fashion brands out there we don't necessarily need more but we do definitely do need intangible tools like you're saying so I think that's um, first a really good point to start on. So you've created something called the Wear app. Why don't you describe what that is and what issue it's trying to solve? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the Wear app is not just another fashion app. It's actually not an app at all. Uh, I know Apple would disagree with me as they say, like there's an app for everything. Uh, but I really do believe that we don't really need another app to shop online. Um, brands really do bring a lot to the table when it comes to the investments that they have poured into brick and mortar, you know, having these these real estates uh, across the world, if you're a global brand or even a national brand, tells your brand story right from the, from you know the, its physical location. But then they've invested so much heavily online. So when I started, where it was never about you know let's create another app and let's let's get shoppers onto that app. Um, I'm a shopper. I like brands that I shop at. I'm gonna go religiously to those brands. Um, and I think that that's the that's how I first initially envisioned the the company starting out. Uh, I titled it the Wear app just because uh, I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> People would just kind of be like, "Where's the app?" There isn't an app. It's uh, it's just a frictionless experience that basically ties into the e-commerce gateway of a brand, and it utilizes their in-store locations. Um, it's essentially a concierge service that brands can offer their their shoppers as an added value. So let's say that, you know, you're shopping for an essential good uh, and it's like some, there's a use case where like, if it's like a replenishing product, let's say for like intimates, right? If I want to buy like a pair of like uh, Calvin briefs, that's a very like logical decision for me that doesn't allow me to think that much in terms of like, oh, like, you know, um, I have to really go into the store, try it on. I'm already used to it. I'm already a fan favorite of it. This is what I wear. This is what I've been wearing. Now I just really need to replenish it. Um, Whereas like now I can go onto Calvin's website fill out my information the way I usually do and we usually shop, whether it's the app, whether it's the website, but now on the checkout page, I'm presented an option of same day delivery. That's where, you know, our tech comes into play. We basically tap into the, uh, the UI of like the online interface. And then we plug into the inventory uh, platform systems that these brands have at their local locations. So we're really using local inventory to provide the local shopper um, local delivery. So rather than, you know, me buying those briefs and it coming from a distribution center, now it gets to me a lot quicker. It's a lot cheaper for me to get that same day delivery. But now I can also, you know, help the shopper out from the brand's perspective of getting that item quicker. So like, let's say that, you know, um, for whatever reason I needed it today, I can go ahead and, and have the accessibility of getting it today 
rather than waiting the two or three days that it takes from a distribution center, which is a few states away. Um, it, my thing is if the item is sitting at that store, uh, it only makes sense to service that order from that store. And it also provides more value to that retail location now. So rather than it just being a, um, uh, you know, a sort of a marketing expense, sort of like a, uh, a foot traffic expense for the brand, it becomes much more than that. It becomes like a mini fulfillment center for that brand to kind of bank off of. Mm. It's an amazing idea. I think you're really tapping into this consumer mindset of wanting to have things quick and expecting that next day delivery. Um, but I have to ask, so how do you go about getting brands on board to do this? How is that process? Yeah, it's again, you know, it was another story that comes about from like the the initial failure of it. And I always like to talk about it because I think it's like extremely important to like kind of pivot. Um, so the idea that I initially had was, you know, very simple, go to brands uh, directly, use like the inner industry connections that I've had built up from my time at, you know, uh, at PVH and, and, and Calvin where I interned. Um, basically go to brands and, and provide them that, hey, this is an added value for your shoppers. However, that wasn't really enough. I think that, you know, um, brands are still catching up to the trend that same day delivery is here to stay. A quicker delivery options is sort of needed for that elevated shopper experience. Um, you know, and, and this can be seen with the way users and, and shoppers shop at Amazon, for example. Like if you need like something quick, your first instinct is like, oh, I don't have to go to my like local convenience store. I can just go on Amazon and they'll have all the products for me. And you can also see the shift that Amazon's bringing into fashion where they're actually having these, you know, um, these brands on their website. And the only reason why a brand would choose to be on Amazon's website is A, the distribution, but it's also what the user is looking for, which is that convenience. Um, you know, many users that use Amazon, you know, it, though it being the online department store, use it for one reason, one reason only, which is that quicker delivery option, which is prime, which is to get it the next day. And now Amazon also does same day, but this is where they really kill the brands, right? Because, um, Amazon as the, the behemoth that it is, is always going to try to stay competitive. So rather than taking that and, and, uh, hi, uh, hiking up the price for the, sh the, the shopper, they really, uh, you know, kill the brands on the margins. What I plan on doing is democratizing that and basically bringing that same sort of tech, that same sort of accessibility, but taking the pieces of the puzzle that the brands have already built out. So if we took it, take a look at Amazon as a whole, what it really is, is just a logistics company. Uh, and they do it so well because they have that right product at the right time, um, at the right place for that right shopper. So brands also have that. It's just not connected. And with where we plan on connecting the dot where you have that e-commerce application part to it where, you know, yes, shoppers don't want to come into the store. They want the convenience of shopping, um, you know, online. They want the convenience of shopping from their, from their own, from the comfort of their own homes. Uh, but there are shoppers that kind of want to go into the store um, and have that sense of in instant gratification of getting that item the same day. Where really just tagged, uh, you know, really tackles that at its first uh, instant where it's understanding that, hey, I have the need to get this product quicker it is located at this store which is about like five minutes away from the from the user itself from the shopper itself and not at that distribution center so I, rather than shipping it out from that distribution center i'm going to actually go send out a curator which is our fancy way of saying messengers to that store location and deliver to the user to the shopper so not only is it more affordable because using local inventories and local messengers but it is also an uh and a more elevated shopping experience now for me when i'm shopping I can shop online with the ease of mind that I will get it the same day. 
and there's many use cases that come about it. So like, um, for example, there's a brand that we worked with that provided dress shirts and, and ties and socks. Uh, there was a person working on Wall Street. He was at his his office in the morning. Uh, for whatever reason, he needed another dress shirt that same day for a meeting that he was having. And, and this is like a customer review that I sort of dived into. He ended up staining his white shirt and he needed to go um, get another white shirt from his house or just buy a new one, but he didn't have the time to escape the office. Where was that solution that kind of came in and, and he saw that, hey, like this brand is offering it, it's favorite brand, he can just go ahead and, and buy that same shirt and get it the same day with the, with the, you know, obviously the premium added to it. Um, and that is sort of the conversion that we bring to brands. That's sort of the ROI that we bring to brands that you cannot only, you know, you can now compete with like the accessibility of Amazon, but directly from like the, the recipe that you have, which is your store location and your online experience. Mm. No, that, I mean, that's absolutely incredible. You, I say it all the time, but we really are living in this Amazon Prime mindset, particularly when it comes to fashion, um, which is a good and a bad thing. But obviously, um, it's incredible that there are applications or brands like yours, like yours that are feeding this. So it is it is good. Um, so if I'm a if I'm a user and I'm going on one of my favorite brands website and I want to use the wear service how would i go about that is it something that you have a partnership with the brand and then it's integrated into the e-commerce site or is it something that as a user i choose to use it therefore it's like a plug-in on my laptop how does it actually work yeah so just to make it easier on the shopper um it, it our integrations are directly with the brands um which mm. we directly integrate with their systems so we can let you know that if that item that you've added to the cart is actually available for same day delivery for the shopper, the experience is unchanged. Uh, and that was sort of the goal of it, where I didn't need to download another app. I didn't need to download another extension. I didn't need to leave that e-commerce website from my favorite brand to go on to another service, which is why like, we always follow and, and, and hone in on this little white label approach. Uh, so the way it would essentially work is like, let's say you're shopping at your favorite brand. You've added a few items to cart. What we'll do in the background is we'll check if, that, if those items are available at local stores near you. If they're located at local stores near you and we're able to service you the same day, that item will simply just pop up. That widget for the wear service will just pop up when you are selecting your shipping options because we are a delivery partner. But let's say that you've added items that don't suffice for same day delivery. Uh, we'll let you know which items can be delivered today versus what can't be delivered. Um, and for certain brands, you know, that don't have like the, the, you know, the accessibility of having multiple locations, if that item is not available at that current store, we'll just basically hide that delivery option for you. So you as a shopper go undisrupted when you're shopping online. And it really just takes the heavy lifting away from the brand as well, because the tech does the entire thing. It basically maps out what you're putting into cart, if it's available, if it's not available, and it, it automatically hides or shows that option depending on um, if it's available or not for the shopper. Yeah, you've really tapped into something. Um that was really needed and I think people are going to absolutely um, love a solution like this but before we actually get into the tech side and why this is so important for the fashion industry I, I do want to get your opinion on why you believe same day delivery is so important like why do, why are people so obsessed with it? Yeah I, I think it's uh, the need for um, uh, the instant gratification that you get from getting an item right so if you think about the way you shop, I think fashion has always been like an emotional buy. Uh, you go to a sh you go to your favorite brand, you see like a jacket that you like. It 
you you disregard the price in the first instant, right? Because you're like, oh, this jacket looks great on me. And then you look at the price. So fashion's always been sort of like an emotional product that that you tie to and 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 it goes into your thinking and your thought process of when you want to purchase it. So with same day delivery coming in, um, you can see that the 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 trend was already there, right? I think same day delivery just kind of takes it to the next step. So during COVID and pandemic is really when it really the idea hit home for me where I constantly saw brands trying to get their items out of their store as, as soon as possible, right? So you saw the rise of in-store pickup. You saw the rise of curbside delivery. The answer was already there that shoppers wanted things a lot quicker because they're willing to get out of their homes and go pick it up, even if they ordered it online. So we learned two things from the pandemic. One was that users are happy to shop online. They're fine with the UI. They're fine with the experience. And then the second part was that they just need their items quicker because they were using services like in-store pickup and curbside delivery. Uh, and almost every brand, if, if, not, uh, if not most of them, they basically adopted that, right? Uh, and what they did was basically understand where the inventory is sitting so they can offer that in-store capability, in-store pickup capability and curbside, uh, curbside pickup. Um, what they didn't do was tied into their online experience. It was more, it was more of an ar- archaic sort of um, process of kind of getting that that process where like if I wanted to if I wanted to buy something uh, from a store, yes, I can get it the same day, but I would have to physically leave my house and go pick it up. Where where it comes into piece is like, hey, we already see that the, the need is there for your urgency is already there to pick up that item today because of whatever it is that use case of you you know you're staining your shirt you need it for a meeting you have a party to go to but you don't have time to go to the mall, um, or you just you know are working from home you're taking care of the kids and you don't have time to go to the to, to the mall to pick it up and you might need it for that the next day or the day of or whatever the use case may be. Where it comes in and does the heavy lifting for you where it's like the need is there for same day. Um, uh, acceptance of the order, right? From curbside delivery and store pickup. We just take it at the extra mile and go pick it up for you and deliver it to you, to your doorstep. So we don't really come in and disrupt any of the the need that like you may or may not have. We're just accelerating and we're already bringing it just a little bit closer to you. But if you look at it from the brand's perspective, right? Um, that's like from the consumer standpoint, like why I would use same day delivery for certain products and certain, and some products I wouldn't. So, you know, I'll answer that first where you know, same day delivery does not apply to every single product out there, right? Where if I'm buying a suit, for example, from Suit Supply, I don't really necessarily need same day delivery for it. Um, what I do need same day delivery for might be for those sneakers, right? Because, sne- you know, sneakers are dropping from like um, a brand that I'm really like a big fan of. I kind of need it the same day, whether I want to flip the sneakers, whether I want to wear the sneakers. It has that emotional, you know, connection to me where like, my favorite brand is dropping these collaborative sneakers that they're all, they're going to sell out if I don't get them in time, or I want to be the first one to wear it. So the need does arise from there from the shopper's point. But from the brand's perspective, I think what we really capture by using same-day delivery as the lever for this all is the recency, the frequency, and the urgency of a shopper's request. So you know, there's purchase-level data where, okay, you've collected what you know, Rhythm has bought, what, has, what Grace has bought from this store, um, how many items they bought, what size they bought. You collect those data points. But what same day delivery really shows is more of that emotional need of getting that item. So now where it comes in, provides you same day delivery holistically across all your favorite brands. We now can understand, um, you know, why Grace is buying what she's buying, uh, but we can understand it. Why does she need it that soon? Why does he need it? Why does she need it so quickly? The urgency of her request and what brands are on her, on her chart as like the most urgent. So let's say you're shopping for sneakers and you use same day delivery for Nike um, and not Adidas. You now you know now we know that Nike's more higher value to you as a brand 
than Adidas is because you're willing to use that service. You're willing to get it the same day. So understanding, you know, the user's need to get item quicker allows us to understand the, the consumer uh, more deeply. And then Intel provide that back to the brands and say, hey, you can now personalize your shopping experience for Grace, for Rhythm, uh, in the way that they want to shop. No, I mean, that's absolutely incredible. I think, it. firstly, it's definitely this new mindset that's been born out of the pandemic. Even when you look at um, services like Gorillas, things like this, for ordering food quickly, it's the exact same thing as that. And I think, why not have that same service for fashion items? And then, like you said, um, with being able to understand the consumer mindset more, this comes into that hyper-personalization that brands can offer. And that really is something that's only done through gathering of this data. Like that really is um, the biggest um, asset to have now is this big data. And I feel like uh, the Wear app is certainly a great tool to know that. So you can understand the consumer mindset like never before. And that's something that fashion brands are really going to see a whole lot of value in. So it's absolutely incredible that you've been able to tap into this in the fashion industry in this way. Um, And I also think, obviously, there's different debates on whether we should go down this kind of fast consumer mindset, but the reality is it, it is the way it is. And I think the best option is to roll with the times and go with it. And um, find the positives in these service because it is absolutely incredible and it's going to improve our lives. And that's what you should look at with um, technology and definitely move with it and get the best out of it. And that's why I wanted to ask you, um, obviously you describe your um, company as a technology first solution. Obviously you've touched on this, but can you explain a bit more about what this actually means? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I, I think, you know, Technology plays a big part in sort of changing any any industry, right? And we've seen the ripple effect, effects of it in, in you know, the real estate market and in banking uh, and sort of every single nuance of every single industry. We've really seen technology be the forefront of change. Uh, in fashion, we really haven't, right? I think that, you know, the shopping experience is is still the same, still very much the same um, as it was before. Is 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 changed a little bit because of the internet, because of you know e-commerce and whatnot. But majority of the brands, the smaller brands, not the big ones, are you know are still catching on to that trend of e-commerce. Still, still catching on to the trend of getting online. Um, but I think what technology really, the only way technology can come in and change fashion is if it doesn't disrupt that that uh, that that experience. And that's what technology can actually help us do a lot easier, right? So you know, developing this widget, it really takes away the friction that is required for brand, uh, for shoppers to shop the, the new way, right? The, the the same day delivery way or like the returns, which is uh, another service that we're, we're getting into um, without them having to download an app, without them having to, you know, do the extra heavy lifting that might have been required for, you know, a larger technological change. Like if you want to take, uh, you know, the metaverse into, into consideration where, that is also now impacting fashion in his ethos, right? Like users and brands are also seeing that there's a new way of shopping online. It, it goes beyond just like the grid view of you that you have on the, on, you know, these e-commerce gateways, you have this virtual store experience um, that, you know, many brands are kind of tackling. So technology is definitely going to come in and change fashion uh, where I would say is the, the technology first solution, just in the way it, it goes about disrupting the industry without actually really changing anything um, that the shopper has to go through or the brand has to go through. We've already done the heavy lifting for you. We've already built out the tech that basically, you know, taps into your systems from the brand's perspective 
connects the dots for you, and then provides your shoppers with a seamless shopping experience with the help of the technology that we've created. And then on the back end of it all, right, it really takes and breaks apart the learnings that we get from the way you use our service by using same-day delivery of seeing how you know urgent you need this item, from using our return service to see why you want to return it, or um, uh, you know what you're returning will allow us to understand you at a deeper level, and then entail help the brands understand you better as well, holistically across all of their entire competitor set. So currently, brands, you know, the way they have adopted understanding their consumers is understanding what Grace or Rhythm may buy from Zara alone, just because that's the data that they can see. But what Wear decides to do is because we're using the levers of same day delivery and um, and returns, we can understand how Rhythm and Grace shop holistically across the web. Uh, for all the brands that we work with. So now let's say now Zara is doing a competitive analysis and they see that and then where can provide them that, hey, Rhythm shops at Mango, but he also shops at Zara, but you know he shops at Mango for this, he shops at Zara for that. Now Zara has a better picture in mind of how they can personalize that experience for me and Intel be more competitive than Mango so they can see it, steal that sale so they can sort of bring me into their, uh, into their store, into their brand versus you know me going to their competitors. So for a brand to understand that with the tech that we've built out, really ties the knot and it really tells a full story of what audiences that they can finally actually go after. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm absolutely blown away. I know that um, brands are going to absolutely jump on this. I think you've really, really unlocked something and it's extremely impressive that you've been able to figure out how to do this. It's, it's really incredible. Um, so I am interested um, because obviously you're doing this, um, you're in this space. I'm interested where you think personally the fashion industry in general is going, especially when relating to new technologies. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more chatter happening with fashion technology now, uh, more so than you know before. I think that uh, I'm. I'm a big. Uh, I have like a big bet on the metaverse. To be quite honest, I think right now it's just the early adopters and you know gamers that are that are on it that use you know. Uh, the metaverse in whatever capacity that they use it, whether it's using Amazon, I mean, using Samsung's phone for that little VR headset or using the Oculus. Um, I think that, you know, the application of the metaverse is a lot bigger than we think it is. Uh, this is my vision on it. And, and I love your opinion on it as well is what I envision the future of shopping being like is a virtual shopping center that you sit on, at, you're sitting on your couch, you put on the Oculus headset, Obviously, let's go to a future state where, like, let's say Apple comes out with their own headset. It's more easier to put on. I don't have to go through the barriers of, you know, I don't know if you ever use the Oculus, but it's a pretty big and chunky machine that you have to put on your head. It's kind of uncomfortable. You can't yeah. you know, use it for long hours. And, and as I'm sure you know, I think the, the hardware needs to catch up to the software. I think the software is already caught up. But what I envision is me sitting on my couch, going into this metaverse mall, um, let's call it the meta mall or whatever it is. Um, and as you may already heard that like a lot of brands are hopping on this trend of, of creating virtual stores, creating AR stores where shoppers can kind of like navigate their store location by sitting at their homes, whether it's through like the desktop, whether it's through the Oculus. What I envision is I'm shopping in this virtual mall. Um, I'm able to see all the collections that my brand is pumping out and being able to select what items I want selecting an item, adding it to my cart. And now with companies like Wear or even with Wear, um, you go ahead and click and check out. I now in my mind, I have shopped in this virtual mall, walked around this virtual mall, quote unquote. Um, and now I have the accessibility to get that item the same day. So that really closes the loop of me going into the store versus shopping virtually. 
So I think the metaverse is is our is 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 going to make it easier for us to shop online, but it's also going to help us, you know, with the new technologies that are coming out that are going to be complementary to the metaverse, going to make it easier to kind of bridge the gap between like the virtual experience and the physical shopping experience because to me there's no difference in me sitting on my couch virtually walking through a my favorite brand's website or store selecting an item buying it and then three hours later it's at my doorsteps it's it's probably easier than going to the mall finding parking um you know waiting in long lines buying items uh, i can do this in a matter of an hour whereas going to the mall uh, it might take me two three hours to do it um and it's because of the technologies that are that are forming i think the software is definitely there. I think the, the the graphics are definitely there. I think the hardware needs to get there. I can't imagine being on that Oculus headset for like hours and hours shopping right now. But if it was like a lot easier, if it was just like putting on some sort of like, you know, glasses or, or some sort of UI in like the desktop or whatever it may be, uh, I'm not too sure about the hardware. But if they made it easier for shoppers to kind of to navigate the metaverse, I think that's where the future of shopping is headed. Um, I also think while we're on the subject, it, it helps brands tremendously. If you think about it, right, I think fashion is the second most um, polluting industry in the world. I think the metaverse can really solve that problem um, if you think of it from a designing perspective. So currently, you know, when designers want to design a new collection, they'll create, you know, a collection of like 100 pieces, 150 pieces, 200 pieces, but not necessarily all of them make into production. That entire planning phase, that entire, you know, understanding what the consumer trends are, understanding, you know, what I have to make and, and making so much waste kind of goes away with the metaverse where I can now digitally make a collection of a thousand pieces because it allows less man hours. Or it requires no, virtually no raw materials, which is, which, you know, entails means no waste uh, and allows me to release it online. And then now I, as a shopper, go ahead and look at this thousand piece collection versus a hundred piece collection, select which ones I want customers and, and, you know, customers do the same like me, and then brands really understand what is selling, what is not selling, then they can go back and say, hey, you know, out of the thousand pieces that we release, we only really need to make these hundreds because we know that they're going to sell because of what we saw people shop virtually. So it completely changes the industry in the way, you know, uh, designers design how brands manufacture and how shoppers shop. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you said that because my future vision or future dream of how the fashion industry will look is really an on-demand model. So using all the technologies that we have to really only create the products that we know are going to be valued and loved and eliminate this kind of sale mindset, not have anything needing to go on sale because you're only creating things that people really want to buy using things like 3D technology um, and things like that. But then also I think completely like you were saying with the hardware I think it'll be kind of it'll allow us things like the Oculus or if Apple does their own headset having a layer a digital layer on top of the physical experience um, and seeing how that will go but yeah you've explained that in a really amazing way so it's great and so as the final question um, where can people um, learn more about the Wear app and how can brands get involved if they want to use your service? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think initially I would have said, uh, look for us um, at the checkout page of your favorite brand's website. Um, but we recently just announced a returns feature, which is basically no app. You would just go in, um, scan a QR code uh, and basically set up a return. That way, you know, shoppers can get more familiarized with how quickly Wear delivers because rather than, you know, us delivering items to you, we're just basically taking your items and delivering it back to the store. You can test out the speed and then um, as, you know, as we scale up, 
you can then use our delivery component from your favorite brand and really, you know, have that wear shopping experience where we'll deliver for you, we'll return for you. Where you can find out more about us is definitely through our social page on Instagram um, and our TikTok, which is at the wear app. Uh, there, we basically do brand spotlights. We highlight all New York City based brands as we're just starting out in our pilot city in New York. Uh, we highlight the brand, what they do, how they came about their story. So you can learn more about you know different brands that are popping up in New York, but also uh, brands can also learn about our service and how we can help them service their shoppers, which entails would be you. Um, and then you can go on our website, thewearapp.com. You can learn more about our delivery and our returns function. Uh, we're currently live with a few select brands for delivery. But Returns has been officially rolled out in New York City and um, some suburban neighborhoods in New Jersey. So I know um, you're out there in the UK and Amsterdam, so it might not uh, pertain to you guys just yet. Uh, But hopefully you guys can see the case study and and how, you know, the consumer behavior is really shifting and how we're here to help brands and, and shoppers really interact with one another. Yeah, no, that's so amazing. And yeah, I have absolutely no doubt that this will expand. So I'm really excited to see that. So thank you so much for coming on and explaining. No, absolutely, Grace. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I'm really glad to hear that we agree on a lot of the same things and, and your vision uh, for the future of fashion is, is quite similar to how I see it. So that, that's really refreshing to hear as well. Yeah, no, amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Grace. Appreciate it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.